Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 76. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Today we're going to continue the arc of Who Are It Better by venturing into the unknown world of building control lists. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton is going down. We have stories from CCO going abroad. We have updates on lists that we've been updating people on, whether they like it or not. And we are venturing into the year 2014. We're going to pick out the, I wouldn't call him the loser of that year, but certainly the least (laughs) popular guy in school for that year. And we're going to tune him up a little bit for everybody. Yeah, for sure. Obnixilus of the Black Oath. Obnixilus of the Black Oath. I think JJ plays this guy? Uh, Maybe. Or he used to? I think. I don't know. You don't see him very often at all. He's no Duretti. For sure. He uh, Mono black, right? Mono black, mono black Planeswalker, as all of the 2014 decks were monocolored. And he's no Duretti. Duretti being the most popular from that year. Duretti's got like 1,700 lists on EDH. And Obnixilis has like 250. <laughs> so by far and away, the least popular from that year. Yes, although it, I guess in kind of fairness, maybe the reason that Obnix doesn't have the number of lists some of the other ones do is because he's kind of, I don't want to say middle of the road as a commander because he's pretty good, but I think he just sort of does, he just does black stuff and there are other commanders that do black stuff that you want more or do more specialized things that tend to draw people in to build creative lists. Yeah, I think so. Even looking at a different Obnixilis Planeswalker card that says, like for a plus, draw a card, lose a life. Yeah. Right? I think this Obnixilis, let's give him a read real quick. We're gonna break tradition. We're going to read the commander right out, and we're going to talk about a little bit more stuff. Obnixilis of the Black Oath is a three loyalty Planeswalker for three black black. Uh, plus two, each opponent loses a life. You gain life equal to the life lost this way. Minus two, you get a five, five demon, and you lose two life. Minus eight, you get an emblem that says black. One, sack a dude. Gain X life. Draw X cards where X is the sacked creature's power. Okay. The reason I think that this guy would make a good commander in a mono black control list, like you had said, is black has lots of you get whatever you want, but it costs you life. And this guy is going to mitigate some of that by plussing to gain you life. If you only ever, 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 ever plus him, he's only ever going to gain you life. And I'm not sure right off the top of my head if there's any other mono black commander that just gains you life for nothing. Just for playing him. And because he's a planeswalker, he gains you that virtual life if somebody attacks him and not you. That's five, six damage that you're not taking. Yeah, and that's five or six more cards that you can still draw if you're at one life. Yeah. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. maybe one of those five or six is the damnation that you need or the massacre worm or the whatever, right? Yeah. So he's a cool card. We're uh, going to get onto the list in a couple minutes, but first... Social media coordinates? Social media coordinates. We are CCO Podcast on Twitter and tappedout.net. That's where you can see this list, last week's list, next week's list, and any other list that we talk about throughout the course of the show. We're also commandercookout at gmail.com. That's where you can send us love mail, hate mail, show suggestions, 
any of the decks you'd like to see us tune up for the last couple of episodes in this arc. Um, no nudes. We didn't get nudes, but somebody Googled something we told them not to. And I'll bet they regretted it, didn't they? Uh, they sent us the results. Yeah. It yeah. was kind of funny, but luckily that's all it was. Yeah. Anyways. Whoa. We're not lying to you guys when we say not to Google stuff. <laughs> okay, we don't just say that because we want to say it. We're also Commander Cookout on iTunes, Google Play, Google Machine, Facebook, YouTube, Patreon, edhrec.com, and flipsidegaming.com, where you can use promo code CCOFU to get 10% off your entire order store-wide, and the official, official home of Commander Cookout podcast on the internets, commandercookout.com. Yes, and (laughs) speaking of commandercookout.com, I can't do it as good as you. I got a cold. I got a cold. (laughs) Or allergies. I'm not sure. It's harvest. It's harvest season, but... Like I got a kid now, so I just I'm gonna be sick for the next 18 years. I guess that's how it works. <laughs> um, CommanderCoco.com. We reached our next current, our 70 patron stretch goal. Sure, thank you everybody. And that means some additional content coming your way. CCO Nation's way, not your way. <laughs> you have to send it away from you because yeah. you're doing it. <laughs> I know, right? So we're we're not we're going to do some. Uh, we have some article stuff planned. Yep. Maybe some YouTube videos we're kind of working on in the wings so we appreciate all the support you guys we'll have all of that stuff out and available to you as soon as we can and uh, just keep an eye on commandercookout.com for updates on all of that stuff for sure and to that I do want to add I guess my own personal thank you for anybody who is offering to uh, write or edit or do anything for us right now we have a little bit more to give that is strictly from us to you. So we're not quite looking for anybody to write or edit or produce anything for us yet. If you do have some expertise in those areas, please continue to write in and let us know. But for right now, it's going to be us. And we've got some some good ideas, I think. I hope so. Yeah. I hope you all agree with that. Cause... Yeah, they could suck, but I mean... <laughs> <laughs> no way. We're the best. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of 70th patron, we got a shout out. To that 70th patron. Oh, who's, who, who, who is it? Dalton, I want to say because we live in Canada and there's a French-speaking population, whether he's Canadian or not, don't know, don't care. Dalton Brassier? But it could be Dalton Brazier. That's what I thought it was when you sent me the show notes <laughs> for today. Like, as you were saying, we have a French population here. I was like, oh, yeah, maybe that's... Because at no. first I just thought it was a dude with a really either a fake name or a very unfortunate name. We do have both of those in CCO Nation, <laughs> right? Um, I guess. Dalton Brazier, like he's never heard that before, right? But that's what we're going to call him. Yeah. So shout out to you. Good uh, on you. Thanks, dude. He was the extra content unlocker. So super shout out to him. You said we went abroad. We did go abroad. We went to the land of, uh, I don't know, stabbing and caved in roofs. I was going to say the land of rhymes with fun. Ah, that's a Deadpool joke. Oh, yeah, that's right. We went to Regina. Yeah, yes. we know it's called Regina. <laughs> Regina. Re- yeah. And we played in the face-to-face games open commander side events. Yes, and it was super fun. Actually, yeah, we played in... Me, me and F.U. Jesse drove down. You drove down with Kyla. And yep. a bunch of the other dude bros from our regular EDH group were there playing in the, like the main event or judging or whatever. And me and Jesse played in one. And he ended up taking it down with a slime foot deck that <clears throat> I might have built. <clears throat> <laughs> I got a cold. 
and that was fun. We played against a dude playing Ur-Dragon, and it was a little kid, too, and he almost beat Jesse. Like, he had this innate, you know how kids just have an instinct about people? Yeah. He knew. Oh, yeah, yeah. He played, like, um, Sunscorch Regent, and then he played the Double Strike Dragon, and then I was playing Zata, so I stormed off, but whiffed. So his Sunscorch Regent became, like, a 16-16 with Double Strike, and then he attacked Jesse and put him at, like, 7 or whatever. He's like, take 36 or whatever. <laughs> Jesse gained a couple life points or whatever, but that he was dead next turn. But uh, Jesse ended up comboing off and took down the table. Ah. Oh. What a Jesse thing to do, hey? Yep, very much so. Yeah, the the game that I played with Fu Jesse, you were off playing in, a, in another four man pod while we were doing this. We were playing against two, two guys that knew each other. First of all, I have a conspiracy theory about this. Well, you and Jesse knew each other, hey? <laughs> yeah, but we're obviously crooked. Okay. <laughs> When you see two guys wearing the same shirt, you know that they're gonna be working in tandem. That could be a thing. So we see this, and they told they knew each other. They were both playing only snow-covered islands in their decks. Oh, I so hate these I'm, guys already. I'm sure there was chromatic lenses or prismatic lenses, or whatever the hell that fucking card is. I hate them. I, I guarantee them. you they had them. But anyway, they're both playing blue control combo decks, and <laughs> they both got totally land hosed. Like the one guy had one land, and then Jesse blew up one of his rocks so he couldn't even play his general <laughs> and then the other guy was stuck on two and he had the counter spell in his hand so he was just sitting there waiting for his buddy to storm off so he could counter his spell and we just, just wailing on him <laughs> i'm playing uh Nora and the warios what's that guy whenever he attacks you get a two one one human soldier creature um, totally? he's the the other hand hand garrison. garrison yeah i was just beaten ass with this thing I had like 12 tokens made with it just i blood moon and Jesse's. nor in the wary yeah. and impact Tremors, yeah, and right? nor classic and brando and inferno titan and <laughs> and a blood moon so if they did get their land out it wasn't going to do them any good it was so awesome and me and jesse like low-key just removed them yeah bro agreement <laughs> yeah. No, and then i killed jesse you killed that yeah yeah, yeah. i had uh, one of my games i Ha I opened my opening seven was Grim Monolith and Heat Shimmer, and I natural drew on turn two my dual caster mage, and I had a Simeon Spirit Guide in my hand, so I turn three infinite dual caster maged, and the guy that goes after me in turn order, I go Heat Shimmer copying Jesse's like Mem Knight or whatever he's playing a combo list, and then with Heat Shimmer on the stack. Dual caster mage to copy it, and then you go infinite, copy heat shimmer, copy dual caster, blah, blah, blah. Turn three with my grim monolith. And the dude's like, oh, if I do this, I'll lose, but it means that you don't win because this little kid was a friend of his buddies. But I want everybody to keep playing. And this kid was like, oh, that's so awesome. You get to dual caster mage on turn three. I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> and then this blue player was like, just ruined the kid's fun and took my win away from me because he was... Pact of negation. <laughs> he only had blue, blue. So he goes, untap, packed on the stack, brainstorm, hoping to draw something. Oh, I guess I'll just die. <laughs> Anyways, those are our games. Then we played the most epic game of Commander, literally of all time. Yes. Any game that you have played that is epic, it is at least, it, it can be as epic maybe. But definitely not more epic than, than this particular one. No. So 
we probably had as many people standing around our table as the main event did. And it was like, did it cut to top eight at that time? It, it was, was like, I think it, it was, was around seven or whatever. Yeah. We had judges around and people. We had people clapping. So Brando, Goblin's out. Goblin, 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 Goblin. There's three mono red decks at the table. It's Cranko, Zada, um, Kirkesh. There he, we go. He, he doubles uh, activated abilities. Of artifacts. And then, was it Slimefoot or was he playing? No, he's playing Scarab God. Jesse's, Jesse's playing, playing Scarab, Scarab God. God. And Brando goblins, goblin, 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 goblin. And he's keeping the Kirkesh player down because he's got Goblin Trash Master. Yeah. Sack of Goblin, destroy an artifact, and Bogart shenanigans out. So when a goblin eats shit, uh, deal one damage to target creature or player. It's so good. So you get the Kirkesh player down to like seven. Jesse's at three. You've got kill them anytime they try to do anything. I'm at 30 or 31. Jesse can kill me with Scarab God with the triggered ability at his upkeep and then attacking me. And you try to kill Jesse because he can kill you too during his turn because you're at 30 as well. And well, he had was, like 15 zombies or something, right? I was at 38 and I had nine blockers. He wasn't getting me. Just you. So you go goblin, 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 goblin. One card in your hand. Two cards in your hand. Yeah. One of them's gamble. You gamble for... Anger. Anger. You're <laughs> shuffling your hand. Kirkesh player picks. He hits the anger. Everybody loses their shit. <laughs> Everybody's clapping. You go, Cranko. Jesse goes, Force of Will. Oh. Oh. Dirt sand. Did you attack him anyways? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, because he was at 30 then, then you attacked him down to, like, 7. Yeah. Then you had kill him on the stack, or kill him Yeah, I could kill anytime. him and the Kirkesh player, just with my goblins in play. So, end of your turn, Kirkesh guy goes, uh, exile your Scarab God. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, thank God, I don't die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I potentially don't die. Jesse plays some shit, passes me the turn. Kirkesh player's got that thing where he can give a mana away. Spectral Searchlight? Is that what it was? Uh, no. I don't know. He gives me a red. Like an idiot. He's been giving me red all game. Like an idiot. Because I was mana screwed. All Jesus. of a sudden, I had three turns in a row where I drew either a land or a mana rock. Bang, 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 bang. I'm at like eight mana. I drop my crystal quarry, sack it for two colorless, completely combo off. Then I cast past in flames. Then I double all my creatures. Then I draw 45 cards. Then I exile the top 12 that I can play. And then I cast my Aetherflux Reservoir. And I'm thinking, okay, I can do this now. Cast a spell. I gain 13 life. You say, okay, that spell on the stack, destroy your thing. I'm thinking, oh, no. <laughs> now I have to cast every single instant in my deck that says that doesn't say draw a card because my library has 10 cards in it and I've got like 40 creatures. <laughs> and I pumped my whole team, cast a whole bunch of instants and sorceries that didn't or instants that didn't do anything so I could get myself up past 100 life and then I killed Brando and killed Jesse with my thing dying on the stack and then with that on the stack Brando says kill Jesse kill Kirkesh player and then with that on the stack I say kill Brando game's <laughs> over <laughs> oh it was so awesome uh, everybody cheered it was very good it was lots of fun it was a really great game and uh yeah so thanks for everybody for hanging out with us for that one yeah holy jeez <laughs> it was a good game big shout outs to anybody from Regina that listens and is part of CCO Nation as well so yeah, it was good seeing you guys. You guys yep. put on a, a hell of a, a party. Yeah, and then we went and drank beer. Yeah. As yeah. if anybody was expecting us to do anything else after yeah. that. Went yeah, to yeah. a local place called Brewster's, and we drank beer. They have really good milk stout, it turns out. Oh, very good. Yep. Okay. Should we do a list? That's a lot of storytelling. Sorry, everybody, if you don't <laughs> like stories, but 
All right, yeah, I guess we can talk about a list today. We are... I guess we already read them, didn't we? Yeah, let's give them a real quick once over one more time. Okay, we'll go over them real quick one more time. Ob next list of the Black Oath is Black Black 3 for a three-mana Planeswalker that says, plus two, each opponent loses one life, you gain life equal to life lost. This way, minus two, you get a 5-5 five, five Black Demon creature token with flying onto the battlefield, and you lose two life. Minus eight, you get an emblem that says Black 1, Sack a Dude. You gain X life, draw X cards, where X is the sacked creature's power. Oh, okay. It's not too bad. Just because we're looking at them, the other Obnixilis in the deck, Obnixilis Reignited, also Black Black 3 for a Nixilis Planeswalker. Five loyalty this time instead of three. He's got a plus one, draw a card and lose one life. Excellent. He's got a minus three, destroy target creature. Excellent. Got a minus eight, target opponent gets an emblem with... Whenever a player draws a card, that player you lose two life. So the player with the emblem loses two life whenever anybody draws a card. I don't like that. I think that's awesome. You think that's awesome? Yeah. I feel like you could just beat him anyway. Uh yeah, it's a slow it's a slow grind, but Obnixilis Reignited goes into a black based control deck. Yeah, I suppose. Which is what we're playing. Yep. We're playing. So yep, I yep, guess yep. in this deck, it's pretty okay. I'd probably like Reignited to be my commander, but he can't be as per the rules of the game. Makes sense. Talk some creatures here. We got... Hold on. Ah. Before we talk creatures, I want to go over this, the, the stats because there's so much redundancy built into black. Okay. Whatever you want to do, black can do it. Even artifacts. I'm going there. You can kill artifacts. You just can't kill enchantments. Yeah. Artifacts can do that for us. Yeah. I didn't pack any of those because F those guys. We're gonna do it we're gonna do something else. But card draw. Twelve card draw and lots of it's attached to bodies, big creatures, artifacts, rocks, like you name it. Targeted removal, stapled to creatures, or two for ones, things that kill two things. We got ten of those. Nine sweepers. Jesus. Or mass removals. Right? Tons. Nothing's living. Everything's gonna die. <laughs> we're gonna kill it all. Ramp spells. Two. Doesn't seem like very much, but mana rocks and dorks, including mana doublers, 17. Uh. Big mana black. Black can make more mana than green. Welcome to black, bitches. <laughs> Five doublers in there. And that doesn't even include the most expensive one in Cabal Coffers. We're Thank not you. even playing the best one. Yeah. Right? We've got we to gotta stay under that pre-con like $20 maximum per card type thing, right? Yeah. While we're talking about that kind of stuff, it is important to note that every list that we've done in this arc is done as if it would be a pre-con. So you could go to your local Target, Walmart, LGS, whatever, buy this deck off the list, open it up, and have a little CCO stamp on the front, a little yeah. FU. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you'd get. And Watsies, uh, Watsies would be sitting there. Covered in dust, cobwebs, little spider, little old lady knitting on the top because she's just moved in because there's so many of them. She built a little house. All the CCO <laughs> yeah. ones be gone because they're just better. <laughs> yes. Now let's talk some creatures. Now we'll talk creatures. We're going to start with Butt Gift Demon. 5-4 Flying Demon for 5 at the beginning of your upkeep. Target player draws a card and loses a life. Target player. So if somebody's at 1, you just kill them. Neat. Just by the by. Burnished Heart. 3-drop, 2-2. Two, two. Pay three, sack it, search for two basics, put them into the battlefield tapped. It's a, mana, it's a mana dork. That's madness. How about a Crypt Ghast? Here's our first mana doubler. Four mana, two, two. Has extort, so it's going to gain you some life back. You're going to see we're going to lose lots of life here. But also, whenever you tap a swamp for mana, you add black to your mana pool. So in addition to the mana that was produced from the, the, the regular swamp. 
It's pretty cool. How about Cunning Lethamancer? Ooh, this guy hits on a theme that I think you could morph the deck into, which is like a mass discard type thing, and then you reanimate from other people's graveyards. That kind of makes it feel like a blue deck where you're stealing guys' stuff, right? Mass discard, your deck's only as good as their deck if you're taking from their graveyard. Right. So Cunning Lethamancer, three mana, two, two. At the beginning of your upkeep, each player discards a card. Just... Uh Massive or mass recurring, everybody discard a card on a creature. I like Bottomless Pit better. Cost the same, cost probably less money, and it's random. And it's uh, on everybody oh else's. Yeah, it's upkeep. random. That's right. So they can't just kill it before it gets back to you. So we have to check. Yeah, because it happens on their upkeep. Yeah. Okay. Well, we could play them both if we wanted to morph it into that um, that discard deck. I actually have some ideas about that discard deck, by the by. Looking at a commander of old. From the 2011 decks. Ooh. Ooh. How about Disciple of Bolas? Four mana, 2-1. When it enters the battlefield, sacrifice another creature. You gain life. You gain X life and draw X cards where X is the creature's power. Yeah. So that's a gain life and draw cards, but you've got to sack a creature. He works good with the uh, demon token that Obnix makes. Yes. I'm assuming that's what he's there or for. Or with Shieldred, the Whispering One, who we're going to read in a couple minutes. Yes. How about Ghoulcaller Gisa? She doesn't really have a place in the deck, but was in the original Mono Black 2014 list, so got to keep her in there. Black Black 3, Human Wizard, 3-4. You pay Black, Tapper, Sacrifice Another Creature, put X-2-2 two, two Black Zombie Creature tokens onto the battlefield where X is the Sacrifice Creature's power. Another good one with the Demon token that Obnix makes. I think so, because you would get 5-2-2 two, two Zombies. You'd Trade get 10 power for your 5 power. It's very cool. Also... I know we talk about how Hannah Ship's Navigator is probably like the sexiest. Mm -hmm. Nah. Gisa. Nah, still Hannah. I'm a, I'm a big Gisa fan. I, I like goth chicks, though. I like, I like Hannah Ship's Navigator type chicks. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along, we got uh, Grave Titan. Grave Titan. Super awesome. Black, Black 4, Giant, Death Touch, 6-6. Six, six. When he enters the battlefield or attacks, you get two, two, two black zombie creature tokens. Was he included in the original list? He was. Were all of the Titans in the original lists? Ah. Minus Primeval Titan, because he's banned? Was that a thing? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, he's on theme, so it makes sense he's that he's on here. He's on theme, yeah. But... And, I'm, and I know that Sun Titan was in the white one. I don't know. Yeah. Probably. Jeez, if anybody knows, let us know. Meanwhile, we're going to keep moving right along to Magus of the Coffers. Yes, this is the Magus cycle. We like these guys, right? Five mana, four, four. Pay two, tap. Add black to your mana pool for each swamp you control. So that is the Magus of Cabal Coffers. Spoiler alert, Cabal Coffers, not in the list. It's $38. It's too much money. Too many monies. Speaking of something that's probably costs too much money, how about Massacre Worm? Yeah, he's part of a list we're going to talk about in the budget section. Yeah. Black, black, black three for a 6-5 worm. When it enters the battlefield, creatures your opponents control. Get minus two, minus two. Just your opponents. Like it. Super sweet. And whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, uh, that player loses two life. It's excellent. And that's in addition to anything that died from getting a minus two. So if you just like terror something, they also lose two life. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that guy. Also the second scariest mouth in magic art. <laughs> oh yeah, he's got, he's just all mouth. He's just all teeth and gums. Do not Google that. <laughs> <laughs> How about Necrokamal? Necrotal. Right. Necrokamal. <laughs> it kind of looks like Kamal the Fister. <laughs> um... Classic. Classic. Black, black, two for two, one. First strike. When it enters the battlefield, destroy target non-artifact, non-black creature can't be regenerated. It's terror on a creature. It's terror on a two, one. 
That's a two for one, if you will. I will. Yes. How about Overseer of the Damned? Here's a list original. Seven mana, five, five demon with flying. When it enters the battlefield, destroy target creature. There's your two for one. And whenever a non-token creature an opponent controls dies, put a 2-2 black zombie creature token onto the battlefield. There's your three for one, and your four, and your five, and your six. That's pretty good. Yeah. How about Pestilence Demon? Ooh, baby. Here's your something for one. (laughs) Eight mana, though. Eight mana, seven, six, flying demon, black. Pestilence Demon deals one damage to each creature and each player. If you have more life than somebody by, I don't know, gaining life from your Obnixilis, and you're playing big mana, why don't you just double all your mana and, like, pestilence the table for 30? You go to, like, four or five, and everybody else dies. That's cool. I like that. That's kind of a win condition on a creature. You're not playing pestilence? Um, No, but I could. You could play pestilence in this deck. If if I wanted to lower the curve, that's a thing. But pestilence demon can attack and block, and we want creatures to die to, like, trigger morbid. We've got a couple morbid cards that need creatures to get binned. Well, let's just move right into one of those. How about Reaper of the Abyss? Yeah. Six mana, six, six flying demon, six, six for six. That's like the six, six, six thing that they try and do, right? Yeah. Flying. Morbid. So morbid, it, it triggers when something dies or it gets turned on when something dies. That's morbid. And it says morbid. At the beginning of each end step, if a creature died this turn, destroy target non-black creature. You just said, and I quote, it gets turned on when something dies. That's, that's morbid. morbid. Yeah, that's yeah. why it's called morbid. That's weird. <laughs> How about Phyrexian Gargantua? Bunch of sickos. <laughs> Six mana, horror, 4-4. Four, four. When it enters the battlefield, draw two cards, lose two life. So there's a lose life draw card thing there, right? It's, it's black. So How about Ravenous Chupacabra? Ooh, this is better Necrotal. Four mana, 2-2. Two, two. When it enters the battlefield, destroy target creature and opponent controls. So yep. it, it can get black creatures and it can get artifact creatures. And it's a 2-2 two, two instead of a 2-1. Is it common or an uncommon? That is an uncommon. It was originally like in Ixalan block, and then they reprinted it in Masters 25. Okay. Reaver Demon. Oh, baby. Mirrodin of old. Look at this mana cost. I know, but in mono black, big mana, you don't care. Black, 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 four. If we're counting along at home, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Eight mana for a 6-6 six, six flyer. Better win you the game. You're playing it for eight. When Revere, or Reefer Demon, enters the battlefield, if you cast it from your hand, destroy all non-black, non-artifact creatures. They can't be regenerated. That's pretty good. It, If you're not playing against any other black decks, it's a one-sided wrath attached to a 6-6 six, six flyer. <laughs> can't argue with that. It costs the same as... Well, I guess most of the one-sided wraths cost eight. Yeah, and this one you just get a big dude. Yeah, and this one you end up with a dude. And look at these all muscly, muscly demons. Hey, that's their thing. Yeah. Speaking of things that are muscly but isn't at all muscly, how about Shouldred Whispering One? Also not a demon. She's a praetor. Seven mana, six, six, Swamp Walk. We call her Swamp Bitch. Yeah. And at the beginning of your upkeep, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Ooh, good. That is pretty good, yeah. And also, at the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, that player sacrificed a creature. <laughs> yeah. There's your two for one and three for one and everything. <laughs> and lastly, and certainly not leastly, we have a, a classic in Shriekmaw. Shriekmaw. Uh, oh, Evoke. I think this is the third week in a row we have an Evoke card. Yeah. Okay. 
Five mana for a 3-2 with fear. When it enters the battlefield, destroy target non-artifact, non-black creature. Or you can evoke it for black one. And evoke is you can pay it for that cheap cost, but it dies immediately. Yep. So you just use it as like a sorcery speed terror. Uh, that's good. Shriekma. Pops in, does his thing. Super good it. to get back with like Shieldred or whatever, right? Well, let's move on to some instants. Instants, yeah. How many we got? Ten of them. That seems okay for a control deck. You can kind of just smash them out there whenever you need them, right? We were actually just talking about this card yesterday while we were waiting in line to trade in cards. Annihilate? What does Annihilate even do? Oh, Here yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And there it is. It is an instant for Black Black 3. Destroy target non-black creature. Can't be regenerated. Draw a card. I think that was in the original list. It was in an original commander list because I know I have a commander list one. And it was also in Invasion. Super sweet. sweet. What about Melissa, Malicious Affliction? Easy for me to say. Melissa Affliction. I bet you the lady on the, in the art, her name is Melissa. Black, black, morbid. When you cast Malicious Affliction, if a creature died this turn, you may copy it and choose new car targets for the copy. Destroy target non-black creature. So you black, black, destroy a non-black creature, or black, black, destroy two non-black creatures if something already died. And remember, we've got like Pestilence Demon and Reaper of the Abyss and... Um, Ghoul Caller Giza. Ghoul Caller Giza, you can sacrifice your own thing. Yep. Uh, and the dude that when he comes into play, he can kill something and then you get a zombie. And Necrotal, Malicious Koopa, yeah, yeah, There's all yeah. kinds of ways of killing stuff. Yep. How about Reign of Filth? So here is our first um, like all-in big mana card. So it costs black for an instant. And each swamp you control gains. Sacrifice this land. Add... Black to your mana pool until end of turn. Hmm. So it's kind of like Black High Tide. There's a different one that's almost exactly like Black High Tide. This hmm. is Black High High Tide. <laughs> Higher Tide. Yes. All right, well, we'll get on to that next one in a bit. How about Skeletal Scrying? Ooh, this is an instant. Yeah. That yeah, is Black X is an additional cost to cast it. Exile X cards from your graveyard. You draw X cards, lose X life. There's another lose X life thing, but it's got an X attached to it. So if you need to just dig 10 deep, dig 10 deep, lose X, lose 10, big deal. If You're... you have 10 in your graveyard, is there not a better way of doing that? There is. We're going to get there. Okay. I like that one because it's an instant. How about Songs of the Damned? Ooh, speaking of stuff in your graveyard, I mean, you're going to kill stuff. Like there's wrath or damnation and stuff in here. Your stuff's going to die. Black for an instant. Add black to your mana pool for each creature card in your graveyard. There aren't very many creatures in the deck. There's not, but it's better than Dark Ritual if there's four creatures in your graveyard. And I think that that's late game when you want to exsanguinate or mm. or pestilence the table for 30. You're going to have... When you're swinging for the win, you'll have at least four, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. How about Spoils of Blood? List original. I just like it. It's just a cool card, so it's an instant for just black again. Put a XX black horror creature token onto the battlefield where X is the number of creatures that died this turn. Ooh. Yeah, that's good. Damnation. Kill literally everything. Spoils of blood. Get a 15-15? Yeah. Whatever. Get an 8-8? Eight, eight? You've spent five and two cards to get an 8-8 eight, eight and kill everything. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad at all. How about sudden spoiling? Sudden spoiling. Black, black, one. Split second, so you can't cast anything else while this is on the stack. And it does... Until end of turn, creature, creatures target player controls, lose all abilities, and become two twos. Zero, zero twos. twos. Zero twos. Significantly less good than, than two twos. Yeah, so big mana black again. Sudden spoiling. Massacre worm. Nice 
whatever. Nice blight steel colossus, right? It just <laughs> dies. Oh, tendrils of corruption. All right, tendrils of corruption. Four mana. Tendrils of corruption deals X damage to target creature, and you gain X where X is the number of swamps you control. And we're playing like thirty-four swamps, just straight up swamp. Swamp. Yeah. Thrilling encore. This is kind of theoretically becoming my favorite mass reanimation effect because it's an instant. You know how I just said nice blight steel noob or whatever, right? Yeah. So you kill the blight steel with your sudden spoiling, and then it's shuffle in trigger on the stack. You go thrilling encore because it's an instant. Put all, put onto the battlefield under your control. All creature cards and all graveyards that were put into there from the battlefield this turn. Dang. Dang, right? I won the game with that with um, Lord of Tressorhorn the other day. Yeah. That's like the old, the second time that deck ever won. <laughs> and it was the Thrilling Encore. And everybody had to read it and was like, what? What the hell Wait, is no. This? No. And I said, no, I get them. You're like, no, I'm going to put them into play under, under my control. And I said, no, I get them. This is what the card does. <laughs> <laughs> it's from Battle Bond. It's a new one. There's lots of cool stuff in Battlebond. It's too bad that they, they shortchanged everybody and nobody yeah, could get it. That's a thing. Thanks, Watsy. <laughs> uh, well, you could get it if you bought the CCO precon. Yeah. 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 Get on it, Watsy. Uh, last instant, Tragic Slip. Tragic Slip, another just black instant. Just black. Target creature gets minus one, minus one. Fine. But it's got Morbid. That creature gets minus 13 instead. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so that gets, like, anything, right? That gets virtually every creature yeah. in Magic. Eldrazi Titans, Blightsteel Colossus, it gets everything. It gets everything that's legal in Commander, I guess. It doesn't get Big Emrakul, but you can't be playing Big Emrakul, so yeah. it's, it's fine. Sorceries? Sorceries. We've got 18 of them. 18 of them. So we're going to fly through these because there is a bunch of redundancy in here. Here we go. Ether Snap. List Original. Five mana. Remove all counters from all permanents and exile all tokens. It's a great card. Except for when you have your Obnix list out. So maybe cast that and then cast your Obnix. Yes. Or it, it just it works so good against Super Friends. It's the Super Friends oh, eradicator. Yeah. It's so or, good. Or token lists. Yeah. Black Sun Zenith. Black, black, X. Put X minus one counters on each creature. Shuffle it in. Bubbling Moss. Here's High Tide that's black. So sorcery for black until end of turn. Whenever a player taps a swamp for mana, it produces an additional black. Oh, that's dude, that's a mana doubler for one mana. It's very good. So sick. Damnable pack. Here's the better way to do skeletal scrying. Black, black, X. Target player draws X and loses X life. Notice that it's target player. Big mana black. Uh, how much life are you at? 20. Die. <laughs> <laughs> Decree of pain. Ooh, baby. Black, black, six. Destroy all creatures. They can't be regenerated. Draw a card for each creature die this way. Cycling. Black, black, three. All creatures get minus two, minus two. Great with sudden spoiling. And you can draw a card. Kill all creatures. Draw a card. Delirium skeins. Here's another one. You know where this came from? Where? Dean Goody on Twitter does uh, daily EDH. Sure. And he did a discard one. And delirium skeins, black, two, sorcery. Each player discards three cards. Wow. That was one of them. I well, like it. Sweet quote I'm going to put on my, on my tombstone. F you, Dean Goody. Yeah, we don't care about discarding three because we are going to have the most cards, I guarantee it. How about Dregs of Sorrow? Love this one, too. This is a list original. Black, four, X, destroy X, target non-black creatures. Also, draw X cards. Nice. Infernal Offering. Ooh, okay. Black, four, choose an opponent. 
You and that player each sack a creature. Each player who sacked a creature this way draws two cards. Great, just pick somebody who doesn't have any creatures to sacrifice. Also, choose an opponent. Return a creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Then that player chooses and returns a creature from their graveyard to their battlefield. Great, just choose a different opponent that doesn't have a creature in their graveyard. Yeah, three for one. <laughs> Mutilate. Four mana. All creatures get minus one, minus one, equal to the number of swamps you control. Necromatic selection. This one's weird. What do you think about this one? So, black, 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 four. Destroy it. all creatures. All, right. it's, it's good. Okay. Then, return a creature card put into a graveyard this way to the battlefield under your control. It's a black zombie in addition to its other types. Then you sacrifice necromantic selection. You can also get that blight steel with this because you're, res you're still resolving the... Oh, no, you can't get blight steel because it's indestructible, but... Yeah. Any of those shuffle-in things, like, you can get a Kozilek with that. I don't know. It costs a lot, and I don't know. I think you can do better. It's I like it. It's cool. I like it, but I just, I don't know. Yeah, take it or leave it. Noxious Vapors. Another Dean Goody Daily EDH special. Black, black, one. Each player reveals his or her hand, so that's good already, and chooses one card of each color from it and then discards all other non-land cards from it. Wow. So if you're playing three color, you pick a red card, a blue card, and a green card, and then you discard everything else. If you're playing two color, you pick a red card and a blue card and discard everything else. If you're playing monocolor, you pick a red card, discard everything else. Dirty. Yeah. F you, Dean Goody. Profane command. Here's another one. What are you la at? X? Die. Black, black, X. Choose two. Target player loses X life. That's how you kill him. Return target creature with converted mana cost X or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Good That's stuff. how you get your big thing. Target creature gets minus X, minus X until end of turn. That's how you kill something. And up to X target non-black creatures... Sorry. Up to X target creatures gain fear until end of turn. That's the other way you kill somebody. Yeah. Promise of power. Black, black, black. Three. Choose one. Draw five cards and lose five life. Dang. Yeah. And or... Put an XX black demon creature token with flying onto the battlefield where X is the number of cards in your hand. And it has entwine for four. You can do both. Yeah. It's important to note that the X number of cards in your hand doesn't fluctuate. It's the number of cards in your hand when the token comes in. And it's also important to note that if you entwine it, you draw five cards and then you put a demon into play. Neat. Yep. So Re if you do both, essentially you're getting at least a 5-5 five, five demon for that extra four mana. That's good. Good rate on that uh, demon. How about read the bones? Three mana, scry two, draw two, lose two life. Sign in blood. Draw two, lose two for two. Siphon mine. Oh, I love this card. Four mana, each player discards a card. Sorry, each opponent discards a card, and then you draw cards equal to the cards discarded this way. Torment of Hailfire. Here's one of our X win cons. Black, black, X. Repeat the following X time. Each player... Loses three life unless that player sacrifices a non-land permanent or discards a card. Just make X 30 and everybody will die, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> so why is there no exsanguinate in the deck? We talked about exsanguinate. Why is there no exsanguinate? Exsanguinate was a couple bucks and Torment of Hailfire was a couple bucks. And I'm sure that I put exsanguinate in there. What the hell? Why isn't it in there? Cut that necromatic selection. Put exsanguinate in there. Sure. Donzo. I was sure that it was in there. What the hell? So we got one more sorcery. One more sorcery. Now, P 
people have been clamoring for this forever. Oh, Wizards, please, we need this card, we want this card, ooh. And Wizards like, no, it's going to corrupt everything that we love, and we can't reprint it, and we're only going to reprint it as a $300 super hard to get, really crappy looking foil. And that's what they said. Because it was in Eternal Masters or whatever, right? Yeah. Or Modern Masters 17 or whatever it was. And sure, it did a little bit for the price, but not as much as if they did it every opportunity they had in a master set and or in every commander precon because oh we don't want four mana effects like this in standard well guess what they're in every single other format in commander in legacy in modern in kitchen table they're everywhere yeah there's no so oh they warp draft oh they'll warp standard maybe you could just print them in a precon that isn't legal there and doesn't have a draft format, and everybody could be happy. Fucking genius! It's damnation. It's damnation, yeah. So it's black, black to destroy all creatures. They can't be regenerated. It's color-shifted Wrath of God. It's Wrath of God, probably where Wrath of God maybe should have been when I, you know, when it first came out. I always thought that Wrath of God felt like a black spell to me. When I first started playing, it's like, why isn't this a black spell? I always thought that it felt white, but since the beginning of time of magic... Uh, they've given destroy all creatures also to black. Uh, just give them a chance to do it. It's got way sweeter art. It's just, it's a better card. Just put it in a commander precon wizard. Just do this. Yes. Just get it right. Okay. Moving on. Moving on to the enchantments. We have one. Black market. <laughs> black market is an enchantment we talk about lots. So you like killing creatures, hey? <laughs> you like making mana? Well, I got the thing for you, sir. <laughs> It's a enchantment for black, black, three. Whenever a creature dies, it gets counter. At the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, add black to your mana pool for each charge counter on black market. What's the biggest black market you ever saw? 30? Around there, yeah. Yeah. It was monstrous. And, and yeah, it gets killed lots because it can make 30 mana for you. But if somebody doesn't have an answer for it randomly, they just don't, make 30. <laughs> Sometimes you just don't draw a grip. Yeah. Like sometimes the disenchant isn't there. Sometimes the seal of cleansing isn't out. It's add 30. Add 30, and then you just double all of the rest of the swamps that you have with all of your mana doublers to make it 45, and then you just torment a hailfire or exsanguinate or profane command or what's the one that I said target player draws X and loses X life? To pact of damnation or something. Yeah, whatever. It's whatever it is. It, Jesus. Kill somebody with black market and and be awesome. It feels good. It feels <laughs> yeah. good. All right, let's move on to some artifacts. There's 13 of them. Yeah, and, and, and remember, I think almost all of them are going to give you mana, which is what the deck wants if you got to go tall, right? It's looking that way. Let's start with Cage Sun. Cage Sun. Six mana, Swamp Doubler, and gives all your black creatures, because you choose black when it comes into play, gives all your black creatures plus one, plus one. Charcoal Diamond. Enters Battlefield tapped, gives you black. Commander Sphere. Gives you a black, sacks to draw a card. Doubling cube. Oh, baby. Two mana. You pay three and tap it. Double the amount of mana in your mana pool. Expedition map. Let's you find your Cabal Stronghold. It's one mana. Pay two, sack it, search for a land, put it into your hand. Gauntlet power. See Caged Sun, except it costs five. Jet medallion. Makes your black stuff cost less. Mindstone. Two mana. You can get a colorless or sack it for a card. Sol Ring. Thought Vessel. No maximum hand size, so when you make 30, and then you draw 30 and lose 30, you could just keep that. <laughs> <laughs> Thran Dynamo. Four mana, 
Taps to give you three. Unstable obelisk. Here's a here's an artifact. Uh, I think it was in the original list. It's three. You tap it for a colorless, or you pay seven and sacrifice it to destroy target permanent. So this is how you get enchantments. There's a few seven mana destroys a whatever you want. Universal solvent is another one. Yeah, I universal think. solvent, unstable obelisk. Scour um, from existence is an instant that does it. Yeah, that's exile. Yeah. And there's also spine of Ishza. That'll do it. Yep. yep. Lastly, we have a worn power stone. Three mana. Enters the battlefield tapped. Taps are too colorless. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing really cares about black or colorless except for the pips in like the demons that you ca or cast. Lots of them are black, black, black. But we're playing like 32 swamps. Let's just take a look at the land real quick. We have a cycling land in Baron Moor, graveyard hating land in Bajukabog, poor man's Urborg tomb of Yogmoth in Cabal Stronghold. No, Cabal Stronghold's a poor man's Cabal coffers. Yes. Yeah. Okay, Both right. of those cards would be welcome additions to the to the deck, but a little bit too many monies for a precon. Yeah. Everglades is your Karoo land. It is. Yep. Gives you two, but you got to bounce something else when it enters the battlefield. Ghost Quarter kills a land. They get a basic. That's poor man's wasteland or strip mine. Probably it's strip mine because it gets anything. And myriad landscape, personal favorite of mine. Taps for colorless or two. Tap it, sack it, find two basics, put it into play. Yeah, put them into play. You get two of them. Yep. So there's then, two for one in your land department. And then there's a whopping pile of swamps. I'm assuming all of them are foil because we don't play Pleb Basics on CCO Podcast. Yeah, all the foils from Invasion, that little Quill Spike Swamp one. There you go. Ron Spencer, favorite all, artist in Magic. All signed by Ron Spencer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my favorite artist in Magic the Gathering, Tyrese Nielsen. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's, he's a great artist, and I... I don't know. He's probably good at football. I was just going to say, sounds like a good football player. <laughs> NFL started up, man. We're recording in the morning so I can actually watch the Broncos game. It's their home opener. Did, did we ever talk about the last football season? Uh, pull back the curtain a little bit. Brando likes to have a favorite everything. And so I had a favorite sports team of all things. But since I don't really know that much about football, I just picked something. I picked like the easiest name to remember. So I picked the Browns because it's a color. Oh, worst. Yeah, so... After a few years of like, oh and man, and you like things that are bad. <laughs> yeah, like I can't even, I can't even pretend anymore. This is my fake favorite football team was so bad, I had to dump them to pick a new fake favorite football <laughs> team. That's how bad the Cleveland Browns are. So I put a, a poll out on Facebook, CCO Brando, if you want to follow me on Facebook, or not or Facebook, Twitter, Twitter, thank you, and a bunch of the guys. I think Dean Goody and maybe Max Crandell also suggested the Detroit Lions. So now I'm a, I like the Lions. So now I'm a Detroit Lions fan, super casually, but uh, whenever they win, I'll be happy. Whenever the Lions play, we can go and drink beer and watch them. Yeah. Because I like the Lions, and you like drinking beer, and I like drinking beer. It's like a match made in heaven. I win, love it. Win, 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 win. Unless you're probably the Lions, then you might not win. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. Potential cuts, budget, better options, section of the deck. Yeah. Here's the thing. We mentioned it a couple times. We know that Cabal Coffers should go in this deck. It's a land. You pay two, tap it, and you get a black mana for every swamp you control. It's so good. And it's $38. Yeah. It's even better with Urborg Tomb of Yogmoth. Yes. It's like $28. It makes all lands in play swamps. Yeah. So your Cabal Coffers can count 
all of your lands, not just your swamps. It makes everything a swamp. Your Cabal Coffers counts itself. Yeah, that's that's super good. We know that those should go in here. And if you've got the cheese to do it, then do it because it makes the deck better. Your 30-point exsanguinates turn into 50-point exsanguinates. Yeah. Like, it's we're, awesome. We're, we're not playing them again. We said it earlier on, pre-con thing. I mean, this deck's already kind of pushing the limit a little bit. Yeah. Um, and why is the limit push? We t- mentioned that earlier before, too. Why... Are we pushing the limit with this deck a little more than the, the last few yes. weeks? Yes. So the deck comes in at $214. That's like 60 or $80 more than the last few weeks because we've got cards that just have no goddamn business being that much money. Yeah. So most expensive cards in the deck. Damnation, $28. That saw a reprint in some modern Masters, Masters, Eternal, whatever, yeah. whatever it was in. And it was an invocation or something in uh, Amonkhet. Yeah, like, that but, brings the Yeah, that down. totally helped. Uh. Okay, so reprint it in a Commander Precon because it's not going to see the light of day in Standard. Okay, yeah. awesome. Get it. Next one, Gauntlet of Power. Five mana, choose a color when it enters a battlefield. Creatures that you control of that color get plus one, plus one, and whenever you tap a land of that color you get an extra. So it's a mana doubler. And it works for everybody. That's why I think Wizards should reprint it. Is it is it's not a it's not format warping per se. It's just it works for everyone. So I mean it can have a downside for yeah. you and Wizards can't print those uh, super powerful cards that are totally unfun. Well, reprint goddamn Gauntlet of Power. Yeah, this one next time you have precons that are monocolor, every single deck. Soul Ring effect. Soul Ring that shit. I'd do it. Yep. Doubling cube. $18. What the hell? It was in Mirrodin or uh, Darksteel, no, or Fifth Dawn or something. It was in Fifth Dawn, and then it was in 10th edition, and that's it. And it's just a mana doubler that goes in every deck. Listen, Black plays it because Black gets all the mana doublers. Cool. Green doesn't play it because Green doesn't need it. Yeah. Everybody else needs it, but nobody else plays it except for Black decks and, like, the occasional Green deck, just so you can, like, Genesis wave your whole deck. Yeah. It's $18. It's too much. Moving on. Ghoul Caller Gisa, $18. Kept her in because she's this list's original. Mm. And she could probably deserve a reprint, but where do you put her? She's like a character from the story. And yeah, she'd be another commander. She's got to go in a zombie deck, so you can't just like print a whatever, like a wizard or a dragon deck and put Ghoul Caller Gisa in it. I get it. So yeah. that's a hard one to reprint. You could put her, like, I think that she'd be a really, she'd be a draft bomb. So you could put her in any kind of special set, I would think. Commander Masterpieces. Ooh, that'd be good. That'd be neat, hey? Okay. Yeah, that'd be cool. Okay. Um, Massacre Worm and Shieldred. Put those in Commander Precons. They are thirteen and f- or 12 and $14 respectively. That's crazy. Yeah, so we've got over like 100 and some bucks worth of, or 100 bucks worth of cards that just have no business being yeah, that much money. Shieldred's I, a hard one as well. I actually remember a local game store... Uh, the guy that owns the place, Aaron, had like a stack of promo cards that at the time you're not allowed to sell. So what's he going to do with them? So what he'd do is he had free extended, remember extended, yeah, yeah, events, yeah. and he would just hand out random promos. And he was giving away Emrakuls and Shouldreds and all the... Like, I got a stack of foil Shouldreds just because they were giving them away. Hashtag Does, MTG Finance. You're holding on to all the Shouldreds, making them expensive? I've traded, <laughs> I've traded them away. I have my four. I have my set. I'm playing all of them. You're still a dick. Um, yeah, kind of. But the the point is, like, just get them out. There's no reason for them to be that much money. There was a point where you could, you were, they were giving them away. Yeah. Literally giving them away. 
and now they're $14 because commander tax. It's ridiculous. You know what I want? This is this is the product that I want from Watsi. Reserve list aside. You take every single legendary creature from all the way back as far as you can go and print them in one box set all the way up to like M19. You just get like 500 cards in this set. And sure, it'd be like $200, but you get one of every single legendary creature. Ooh, that'd be cool. And you have like... Then you get everyone. 10 random foils? Yeah, 10 random foils. There you go. That'd be cool. You get the chance to rip something real sweet then. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I would, I'd buy that. Neat. Yep, I'd buy that for a dollar or 200 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Getting back to the deck. Better options section. The deck feels like it might want more creatures. More creatures that enter the battlefield and like do discard effects or sacrifice creature effects like um, uh, the Executioner guy. Uh, Merciless Executioner yeah. or a Fleshbag Marauder. That's right. I was going to say Marauder fle- something, something. Yeah. yeah. And then like more of those thrilling Encore type stuff. Yes. A Twilight's Call, Living Death, Living End, and all that stuff. Maybe right? page No, Patriarch's Bidding wouldn't be very good here. but You could maybe name Demons and get a lot of mileage. Yeah. A lot of mileage out of that. Okay, whatever. And... I think that you almost want to turn it into like a mass discard deck. And where I was going with that is I'm looking through black. I knew I wanted to build black for today's show. And I was looking through the black commanders that came in all the precons. And there's a little ditty called Patron of Nizumi. Originally from Krapagawa something something. He's a 6-6 six, six spirit for black black 5 with rat offering. What? Okay, so rat offering. You may cast this card... Anytime you could cast an instant by sacrificing a rat and paying the difference in the mana cost between it and the sacrificed rat. And that includes color. So you sack a relentless rat and this thing costs four. Yeah. F relentless rats though. You play every like pestilence rat, plague rat, ravenous rat to make guys discard cards. You just make a mono black discard and reanimate deck. And because you're sacrificing your own things... Patron of Nizumi also has, whenever a permanent is put into an opponent's graveyard, that player loses one life. So you could play an Aristocrats package in there. You could play Zulaport Cutthroat, Blood Artist, Falconrath Noble, I think, the, and then just bounce stuff in and out of the graveyard in mass to drain guys because right on your commander, you've got... But it's stuff that goes to their graveyard, not yours. But if you're bouncing everything out of everybody's graveyards with Living Death and Living oh, End yeah. and um, Twilight's Call, yeah, yeah. dude, and yeah. Thrilling Encore, because when I sacrifice something that I Thrilling Encored back from their graveyard, it still goes to their graveyard because they own it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that'd be good with uh, Grave Pact as well. Yes. Those kind of things. Yeah. yeah, so that's the deck I wanted to build, but he wasn't like a mainstay commander, and I didn't want to just build mono rat discard dot deck. And if you were to come in here with the uh, patron of Dezumi, nobody would even remember what year that was from. It's from 2011. Somebody out there right now is going, patron of what the, what the fuck are they talking yeah, about? That, I guarantee you yeah. that's happening right now. Rat yeah. offering? Crappy Gawa, and they turn the show off. Yeah. Way that, to go, Ryan. That's why I didn't do it. <laughs> Let's blow through some strengths and weaknesses of this deck. Okay. We've got this mono black control deck. Um, Strength. Very evil feeling. If you've ever played mono black, if you played magic around like Odyssey, Torment, Judgment block, Torment was focused on mono black. And boy, was that a deck in standard. (laughs) Holy jeez. That's where Cabal Coffers was like originally printed and where it's seen the light of day in standard. It's crazy. And it wrecked houses. You got Mutilate. You got uh, Tendrils of Corruption. Was him back? No, him wasn't around back then. No, but Diabolic Tutor was in that deck, so you could find your Cabal Coffers. 
It's insane. It's, it's evil. Explosive starts because you got rocks and mana doublers. You can make 15 mana real quick. Heaven forbid you find your doubling cube to double it to 30 on like turn 5 and then just kill everybody. Yeah, with so, that exanguinate that should be in here but isn't yet. Yeah. It will be. Yeah. You can see tons of cards. You always have card advantage. You always have something to do. It's one of those decks where you have something to do every turn. The flip side of that, and I, we talk about it lots where you have you see lots of cards. You see, I think that that tempts people while they're playing a deck to win the same way every time. And I know this is a, it's a control list. It's got... It, it is kind of in that structure where you kind of have to win with that big exanguinate, that big whatever every turn. And I think that seeing forty card, the same forty cards every turn, it just encourages you to big mana, big mana, big mana, exanguinate. I exactly agree, and that is tied into my next strength and my first weakness. Is the weakness is it feels very redundant, samey samey every time. It's not going to be the most unless you're super into mono black evil stuff. It's the same game every it, time. It feels like a combo deck that you're just trying to protect your combo until you can combo, right? Yep. And again, then it just feels like a blue deck. <laughs> yeah. But the strength of this particular deck is you're playing whatever, 11 or 18 creatures or whatever, and a lot of them are those big, muscly-ass demons. And maybe, because you've got so much ramp in the deck, you just go demon on turn 4, demon on turn 5, demon on turn 6, shielded on 7, and you just beat wholesale ass if making 30 mana doesn't pan out. Right, your your doubling cube gets wrecked, and your they play that new enchantment that makes your land if it taps for more than one mana, it just taps for one instead. Yeah, your black market doesn't hit thirty; it hits four, and somebody's like, "Hey, I'm not gonna let this happen. Destroy your black market. Destroy your doubling cube." Okay, well, demon, 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 demon. Take yeah, ten, whatever. twenty, thirty, forty. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right. So, alternate ways to win. That's kind of a theme of our show, right? Is yeah. is don't make your deck do the same thing every time. A because it's not very fun. B because there is a loophole in that strategy if somebody in your local play group or LGS figures out how to beat it. And when somebody figures out, oh, he's just gonna go for Exanguinate, you just wait, like that game me and Jesse were playing, and that guy kept up two blue for the whole game and stopped this guy from doing anything. Yep. There was actually a point I accused him of sandbagging land just so he could hose his buddy. Just so he could look like he has more yeah. cards in his hand. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Decks that pack a lot of interaction can beat decks that win in one way. That's why you attack them on a different axis that they're not prepared to deal with, like beating them beating them down with big creatures. Yeah, a giant dude every turn is something that's difficult to deal with as a control player in EDH because there's only so much control to go around, and you've got two other players, or at least, to deal with. Yeah. So moving on to a couple of, a couple other weaknesses. So... Deck's not very powered up. It's missing some key cards in the strategy. We've talked about this already with the Cabal Coffers and the Urborg and blah, 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 right? Um, tuning a mono blacklist actually could be pretty pretty pricey. Very expensive. Because if you do want to go down this this combo to win route, be, like, I mean, because it kind of is the, the most powerful way to play black, tutors. Tutors, tutors, tutors. Demonic tutor, vampiric tutor, grim tutor, all the tutors. Imperial seal. Imperial Holy seal. Holy Jesus. Yeah, so can be expensive, so just know, I guess, know what you're getting into. Yes. Right? Okay. Yeah, when you're going to go tune a mono black deck to do something like this, it's going to probably cost you some money if you want to hit that top tier of how strong your deck can actually be. Yeah, and then don't play Obnixilis. Play, like, um, the mono black Sidisi or Razaketh or something. Or play the most popular the most popular mono oh, black commander. God. Therefore, he's obviously the strongest, right, Ryan? Most popular, he must strongest. Be. Maronar, definitely the best. What the hell? What? Come on, guys. There's one deck he goes. He goes in one deck. 
one. Yeah, our girl <laughs> Goo Color there. She's the yeah, number yeah, three there's, general. There's our girl. What's um? Let's move on. Let's go to this uh, spice calculator here and and the milk list, of course. But uh, before we do the milk list and uh, spice calculator, should we do the card of the, of the week? week. 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 Yes. Week. Yes, we should. Excellent. What is it this week, Ryan? I get to pick. No, I'm going to pick. Oh, I was going to pick one. <laughs> I've already picked one. When you said I get to pick, I thought to myself, hell no. We're going to pick this one, and it's going to be Ether Snap. You know why it's Ether Snap? Because nobody plays this card, and everybody probably should. Kills Planeswalkers, kills tokens, and lots of times, Planeswalkers give you tokens to protect the Planeswalker. This gets everything. It gets all of that crap, and there's sometimes you get a certain amount of value out of it. Like, there's that new thing that came out in 2018 Commander, uh, the 1515 Island that has counters on it, and you have to oh, pay to get yeah. counters off. This gets those counters, too. Eryxmethes. Yeah, it gets all the counters off your Dark Depths. If you're playing oh, Dark Depths. yeah, Dark Depths could go in this deck. Yeah, with the yeah. Ether Snap. It's super good. It's an instant... Or, no, it's a sorcery, sorry. For three, black, black. Remove all counters from all permanents and exile all tokens. It turns off plus one, plus one counter strategies. It turns off token strategies. It turns off super friend strategies. It nukes value planeswalkers. It's so good, and everybody should be playing it. And it's got a picture of some dude getting struck by fucking lightning, and he's exploding on it. And that's awesome. All of those things are real. And it's 55 cents. Or 73 Canadian dollars. That's a good bargain. Yeah, it's not a bad deal. And the the uh, foil price actually isn't even the commander tax on the foiling is it's four dollars not too bad it's a cool foil yeah the lightning always looks yeah. uh, good yeah, the purple lightning bolt looks really sweet okay I'll buy it I'll buy that for card of the week for sure that's that's good what were you gonna pick just real quick what were you gonna pick uh, I was looking at reefer demon again just because I like that card as like <laughs> kind of the original big dude that came into the battlefield and just effed up everybody else six six flying demon for black 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 four. <laughs> and he kills all non-black, non-artifact creatures. And he, 60 cents, foils of him, 450. Not bad. Yeah. And he's good foil too because he's like dark on the light background. Also got some purple and, purple and white mixed with dark colors. Always look awesome in foil. Super awesome. If you ask me. So honorable mention to Reaver Demon. Now you want to do the milk list? Sure. Milk list, as per edhrec.com, is the most popular cards per converted mana cost in the color combination that we are talking about today, mono black. Black. Or as the kids say, mono black. Now the kids, black. Okay. Yeah. Black at the zero drop slot. Ever flowing chalice? No. Have no. we ever played that? Uh, probably. Maybe next week's list we can throw it in, just to just to say we did. I'm not making any commitments. <laughs> and watch next week's list to be the list that the number one is like Spellbook or Mana Crypt or yeah. something. <laughs> what is for it? Nothing. Copious Cornucopia or whatever the hell that other <laughs> one is. Astral Cornucopia. <laughs> Copious <laughs> Cornucopia. Yeah, okay. One drop. Soul Ring. That's always yeah. the one drop. Of course, yeah. yes. D Toot. Demonic Tutor. No. No, we're not playing it. Frexian Arena. That'd be a good one in this deck. Just draws more cards, right? Yep. We're playing the long game. We could we could stand to wait a few turns to draw our cards. Long game gain in life could go in, but it's not there. Yeah, Cryptgast is, though. Yes, he is. That's two. Gray Merchant of Assmouth. He'd be good here, especially given Reaver, secondary Reaver, card of the week. Reaver black, 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 black. So much black. Oh. Uh, okay, Caged Sun. Yep. Yep. Shieldred. Yep. Yep. Decree of Pain. Yep. Yes. In Garrick's Wake at 9. Nope. No. Dread Caco Demon at 10. <laughs> he's like... Uh, he's Reaver Demon 2.0. Yeah, he's like better Reaver Demon, but costs 10. Yeah, terrible. Yeah, no. Oh, don't play him. Jesus. Terrible. Get out of here. 
Ulamog the Invergeyer. Nope. It's the Betrays. Nope. Amakrill the Promised End. Nope. Amakrill the Eonstorm. Nope. Draco. Nope. Draco? Draco? Come uh, on, guys. That's <laughs> every week. Draco? Yeah, come on. Uh, five milk list matches. Ah, that so feeds that... into what we talked about earlier, where the list kind of has its black good stuff kind of feel, and there aren't a lot of lists, and I'll bet you a lot of them are just the pre-con with a few things changed. Yeah, the pre-con effect, as they call it in EDH rec land. Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, we talked about Marinar being the most popular mono black commander, and Ghoulcaller, Gisa, and Gaunti are like... Um, two and three, respectively. Uh, other way around. Gaunti's two, Ghoulcaller, oh. Gisa's three. Uh, okay, fine, whatever. We are going all the way down to Shittyville, number 18th most common, 249 lists at the time of this recording. <sighs> Patron of Nazumi just... By the by, 45 lists. That's who I wanted to build. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point out also while we're here, Obnixilis is one rung above my boy Hirobi. Oh, yeah. Hirobi, CCO Podcast, Episode 1. Yeah. Hirobi, the... Super neat. Hirobi Death's Whale. Yeah, that's, that's a deck that every once in a while gets a gem, hey? Yeah. Every once in a while you get a gem for Hirobi. I like that kind of thing. Uh, average converted mana cost of this deck, 3.84. There's your demons. There's yeah. the reason for the 17 or the 19 uh, ramp type spells. Cheapers. Okay. Critical turn. Five. The turn that you can, like, set up all of your mana effects. As opposed to playing in threat or dropping your commander, it's you need you got big mana flowing. That's your critical turn. Yeah. And that includes turn four, black market. Turn five, wrath. Right, turn five wrath because nobody can attack you after that, and then big mana on six. So five is like your setup turn, if if you curve out really nicely. Four player game, that's where you want your control decks to be. Uh, anything bigger than con or four player, I think that's fine. You um, do kind of lose some of your effectiveness, but your but cards, your destroy everything cards, no. get way better. Yeah, your damnation black market combo gets a lot better, but yeah. your necrotol gets significantly worse. Agreed. Um, you just have to be, I think, a little bit more selective with where you use them, and a lot more stuff kind of just stays on the table until you can find one of those sweepers. Yep. Your decree of pain gets really good. Yeah, it does. <laughs> okay. Now here's the thing: the black good stuff, black control. I had a tough time figuring out how to make this deck unique. And uh, especially with the budget, and especially because I didn't want to use Patron of Nazumi Rat Tribal type thing. So there's only 17 cards that are different than the stock list on edhrec.com. And that's after cutting a couple land and changing 23 cards in the list. Yeah. So you punch it all into the uh, spice calculator. No tutors in the list. Nice. Which saved me money and kept it um, kind of spicy. 36. Is the score. It's not the best. Not but the again. spiciest, but it, honorary spicy because you're using the least common uh, pre-con guy from 2014. Yeah. You're playing this evil list that throws back to 2001 in Odyssey Block, which I appreciate very much. Just cool. Yep. And you get to play some kind of off-the-beaten-path neat cards like Ether Snap and Revere Demon. This is kind of like when we remember a couple of weeks ago we were making fun of your girlfriend's favorite list. Cause, oh, <laughs> yeah. angels are so cool. Well, here you are. You're playing your favorite list where you're playing the big muscly demons and the badass stuff. And if, if you're the girlfriend listening to this and you have the angel deck, this is your boyfriend's demon deck and we play all the time. Yeah, this is your boyfriend's demon deck. 
<laughs> so we don't discriminate against who we make jokes about. No, we don't. Boys, girls, demons, angels. Yeah. Yeah. Have all y'all. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. That's the deck. That is the deck. Little bit crunched for time. So, final thoughts of the day. And run over our latest giveaway because we actually forgot to do that at the top of the show. And <laughs> it's a super good giveaway now that people are starting to kind of figure out how to build the Commander 2018 precons. You could win one for free. You sure could. All you have to do is follow us or interact with us on Facebook, social media, YouTube. Follow us on Twitter, either one of us, either CCO Podcast for Ryan, CCO Brando for Brando. You can also check us out on Podomatic.com, where we're still number two in the rankings, and we really want to change that. You can request more. You can follow us there if you have the time or the inclination. Either way, you help us spread the word of CCO Podcast out to the world. We will enter you into this giveaway, and you get one 2018 Commander deck of your choice. Pretty cool. As for this deck, the final thoughts I think have kind of been said already. This is a classic black deck, which is really, really cool. They're lots of fun. They make you feel very powerful as a person who's playing cards because your stuff is so strong. You have so much advantage of so much going on, and that's really, really cool. And the way that it's built with Obnix is it kind of makes up for some of Black's shortfalls in that you're not killing yourself as hard to do any of that stuff. The bad part being, of course... You're going to kind of end up with the same experience every time if you play the list as it's built now, or you're going to have to shell out some big-ass money to do it more efficiently and have an even more similar game experience every time. So there's really nowhere to go from here if you're doing creative stuff. But um, we got one more week. One more week in this arc. We're going to do a very special deck list, I think, next week. It's not going to surprise anybody, but you're still never going to see it coming. And we're going to talk about that list on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Ooh.